Welcome to Staying in the Black, a show about teachers and money. I'm Miss Black, a New York City educator, single mom, and personal finance translator. Join me as I build my runway to retirement. Each week, we'll share actionable steps, resources, and inspiration that educators can use to maximize their benefits and improve their personal finances. Staying in the Black means having more assets than liabilities and being able to pay off your debt without any problems. Stop living paycheck to paycheck and build a joyful life. Thank you for joining me. Hello and welcome to another episode of Staying in the Black. So today we're going to talk about pet insurance. Why? Well, I am the comfort dog owner for my former school. And so although I've been gone from my school uh, for a couple of years, the dog still goes to school. And so when my students initially asked to have this dog and they filled out the application, I was so excited. And then when I got the dog and he's he was so cute, he is so cute, he still is. Um, I really, you know, as I think of like the things that need to happen um, and the importance of insurance in other areas, I looked into pet insurance because I said, if something, unlike, you know, I've had dogs in the past and I have to be honest, although I love pets, I am not one of those people. And please don't send me hate mail or hate comments in social media, but I I'm not one of those people who is inclined to go into debt because of pet health. There's one thing if there's an accident and they say, well, hey, if you pay this amount, we can fix this and your dog will be back to normal. But I am not of the thought to pay for years of chemotherapy for the dog or, um, some other things that people have gone because I'm also wondering about the pet's quality of life. And that's all I'm going to say about that. But in the case of the comfort dog, where you have like 300 plus children who are invested in this dog and the purpose of the dog is to bring the students comfort and to be a social emotional support. I felt like I need to put a little bit more effort in this. And so if it came to something dramatic, because the dog is mine, I am the dog owner. However, you know, dealing with elementary school children, and I didn't, when I was at the school, I didn't take the dogs, you know, the food costs, any of the maintenance from the school's budget. Like I just felt like you know, it was my dog. I was willing to do that. But, you know, some people who are comfort dogs owners can't afford uh, to do that. And, and that's fine. So there is, you know, different ways of looking at it. But when it came or comes to this like pet insurance thing, is it worth it? Isn't it worth it? Let's try to figure it out. So I started doing some research because as soon as I got the dog, when I went to the vet, they, you know, they suggested it. Um, And I did some research and it seemed like it would make sense. And 
dog insurance, similar to like life insurance for, for people is the younger that you start, the less your deductible um, will be. It also matters the breed of dog that you have. And so if you don't have a dog and you're thinking about getting one, you might want to think about, you know, and you decide to get pet insurance, what breeds cost more to insure and why? And that's because certain breeds have, are known to have certain, uh, issues like hip dysplasia. You know, once we had our neighbor's dog, an American boxer, and she died of leukemia, um, and not because I wouldn't pay for the chemo, but because we didn't know what was wrong with her. And by the time we discovered, you know, it was like so rapid, you know, one day she was fine. The next day she seemed sick. The next morning we took her to the vet and she passed away right on the, the, the vet's table. Um, and we found out that she had leukemia and even, you know, still was responsible for the blood test and the, you know, cremation. And there was a lot going on just in that one little instance. And, you know, you have to prepare for these things. And so pet insurance is one of the ways to do it. So according to Forbes, the average monthly um, fee for dog insurance is $57. And for cats, it's $28 based on $5,000 of coverage with, um, a $250 deductible and a 90% reimbursement. And so you're just kind of wondering, like, does that make sense? I'm going to tell you the interesting thing and what really made me look at this again is because I have term life insurance and my term life insurance with a million dollars worth of coverage. So like what I pay every month, I mean, not every month, every year, because I pay it annually. I got it when I was really young, so I can afford to just pay it in one payment, is the same as my dog insurance. And when I got the bill, I was like, did I already pay for my life insurance? And then it's the same company. And so when I looked and I was like, wait, that isn't my life insurance policy. That is the dog's policy. Now, how they justify covering me for a million dollars, but my dog for only $5,000 for the same amount is a little crazy. And I might have to call them and find out what's up just because I'm curious about it, but it's a little crazy that you can cover a human um, for the same amount, a million dollars on a human, then, you know, for the same amount for $5,000 worth of coverage on your dog. But I digress. So the question really is, is it worth it? And I want to give you a scenario that I got out of Forbes and I'm taking it straight from there because I feel like it's great and it's something that you, you know, will help frame like one, do I want to get a pet? Two, do I want to get the insurance, which comes out to an additional, you know, annual or monthly cost. So what Forbes found is that the average, you know, yearly cost is $684 for dogs and $336 for cats based on $5,000 in annual coverage with a $250 deductible and 90% reimbursement level. But the cost will vary depending on, again, factors. 
what breed your dog is or your cat is. And for dogs, usually the larger the dog, the more the cost is. Your pet's age. So the older they get, the more susceptible they are to accidents and illnesses. And that's why generally if you get it when they're puppies, they the price doesn't increase as much because they're also aware like as you're taking care of the dog and and that sort of thing versus most people don't go to get the pet insurance until something is happening with their dog and the dog is older and that's when it becomes more it's almost cost prohibitive in some cases to buy the pet insurance and the pet gender so sometimes female pets are considered a lower risk which can which can lower the pet insurance premiums and then the location so depending on where you are, and I live in a major, metropolitan city, uh, vet bills can be really expensive. And also here we have like cutting edge. I mean, pets in New York can get generally the same procedures that uh, humans get. So the scenario that they give about whether it's worth it is Let's say you've been paying your insurance for your dog for about three years. So you've been paying $684 a year. So that's about $2,052 in insurance because you've been paying it for three years. And then you get a big debt um, vet bill. Your dog ingests one of your toys. Now, this happened to my sister with the dog, her dog. Her dog never puts anything in his mouth. So when he started you know, listing around the house and being um, like not eating. We were like, what is wrong with him? We didn't know what was going on, but he had actually swallowed a toy from a Happy Meal. Um, And we didn't find that out until we had it removed, but it actually was the toy from the Happy Meal. So if you had, and she did have pet insurance and that was the beauty of it. So if you had a $500 deductible and a 90% reimbursement level, your out-of-pocket cost for the incident would be $850. And that's the $500 deductible plus 10% of $3,500, which was the cost of the procedure, that equals $850. So the result is adding up the premiums of the three years and the incident with the toy You've paid $2,902. Without your pet insurance, you would have paid $4,000 for the vet. And with the insurance, you avoid paying $1,100 by having the pet insurance. I can tell you living in New York City and the crazy thing about when this happened to my sister's dog is that the vet she happened to end up at had a relationship with my mom because there was a student in the class, um, in her class that parents were veterinarians. So they even gave us a discount on the procedure, but that procedure was more than $4,000. And again, it could be regional. And so there definitely was a savings over $1,100 when it came to the incident with my sister. So this happened, I want to say, before 
I got the comfort dog, but that's why I did it. But when I just realized that the comfort dog's healthcare insurance was the same as my life insurance, I I had to do some research and I had to figure it out and I had to bring it to you because I know that there are people who are pet lovers um, and they would do anything for their pet. And if getting the insurance would defer those costs, I would totally encourage you to do that. And so in this point with that premium, it made sense. You have to figure out what's happening with your dog, age, what, you know, how much would the the premium how much would the premium be? Have you set aside? Because, you know, you can self-insure. Do you have a pet account where you put money in for something like this? You know, if something like this happened, that you've set aside enough money that you could, you know, pay for that that service out of, uh, out of pocket. So there's different ways to, to, to think about it. And some pet insurance, they, you know, you can include routine vet checkups. You can also include um, medication because there's like dogs when they have allergies. I remember a couple of years ago, my dog had some skin issue and it was crazy. And I probably spent a good six or $700, which was just getting me uh, to my deductible at that, you know, to hit the deductible at that point. Um, so depending on the type of coverage, and again, if you do allergies or medication, you know, or, or routine pet care, those things go up. So generally you'll have most pet plans cover accidents and illnesses such as, you know, broken bones, toxic indigestion, um, some dental illness, chronic diseases like diabetes or breed specific issues, emergency care, surgery, um, hospitalization and, and surgery, prescription and medication. You really need to read the fine print and figure out like what exactly you need or, or what will help. And I'm sharing this information not to encourage you to go out and buy, uh, pet insurance, if that's not what works for you, but definitely to encourage you because, you know, your pet becomes part of the family. I'm not necessarily, I wasn't necessarily a dog person before uh, owning the comfort dog, but he goes everywhere with me. He is a part of the family. He takes pictures with the family so much so that when my son came outside to take his pictures for graduation, the dog kind of knows like, up, oh, it's picture time. He sat right down um, like, nope, it's my time to be in the picture too. So they do become part of your family and we want to keep them as happy and healthy um, for as long as we can. But can we afford to? And do you want to be in the situation of, you know, doing something for your pet comes down to, you know, paying for utilities or going into debt. Those are all things that you have to consider. And so if pet insurance to pay that premium every year doesn't work for you, I totally encourage you to put some money aside, just like you would do for other emergencies for your pet so that you know you're not put in that situation especially when kids are involved because you as the adult may say hmm 
I don't know. I might be able to get over it. Um, But when it comes to the kids, and for me, it was, you know, the students at my school, I definitely did not want to be put in the situation of deciding whether or not I could afford to make sure, you know, he was okay in case of an accident or an illness. So the highest leverage step is to, again, do your research. There are lots of different insurance companies. You need, you should compare them. You should look at their ratings and you should also take into account what type of coverage, coverage you need for your dog. Understanding that if you start later, your premium is going to be higher than if you had started earlier. All of those things impact, you know, the cost of your of your premiums for the pet insurance. But to know that you have it means that you can, you know, rest well. Um, that if something were to happen, you would be able. Because here's the thing: we're talking about the paying the deductible, but you may have to also put away money for the deductible, right? If you if if it's only going to pay 90% and your deductible is you know and your deductible is you know $200 or $250 or or $500, you need to make sure that you have that money on hand as well. So even if you're paying for the insurance, you definitely need to make sure that you have the fees that may be account, uh, you know, accompanying that set to the side um, as well. Because, you know, there was a study that came out earlier this year that says Americans, the average American only had 400, had less than $400 um, saved in the emergency account. And as I, you know, stated in the inflation episode, we really, Americans emergency funds have been impacted by inflation. And so you may say, oh, I had it before and you may not have it now. So that's something that you want to include if you're a pet owner is including the amount of money that you have to put away for your deductible. So thank you for listening to this episode. I know it's like an an episode that seems to come out of the blue, but it really came because I received my bill because the pet insurance is also an automatic payment. And I was just like, I thought I paid my life insurance. And it actually was my pet insurance, which was the same amount of money. So again, if you are a pet owner, consider it. If you are thinking about becoming a pet owner, you want to consider it in the cost of owning a pet. And if you're not this episode may not have resonated with you, but it is an example about why you should have life insurance um, as a as a as a as a person. Well, it's not. Let me not say that. But think about you know insuring the things that you care about and that you uh, want to ensure that you will be able to replace or maintain if something were to happen to it. So thanks for listening. Remember to stay in the black. Thank you for joining us this week at Staying in the Black. 
Subscribe to make sure you never miss a show and visit our website at stayingintheblk.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at stayingintheblk. If you like the show, please tell a friend and leave a review in iTunes so that we can continue to bring you amazing episodes. Thank you for listening. See you next week when...